I'm Preeti Chibber. And I'm Jen Northington, and this is Tar Valen or Bust, a Wheel of Time podcast. How much bad news could be stacked before the pile buried you? <laughs> <laughs> Too real. Felt at. <laughs> <laughs> Too really real, Lane. Uh, we are rereading the Wheel of Time books in honor of the TV show adaptation. We're talking about our favorite and not so favorite moments and digging into all things Wheel of Time. And today we are going through Winter's Heart uh, with chapters three through eight. So let's see. We have some pre-discussion notes. We do. Because last time we were, you know, we're obviously we have a bias on this podcast for a certain <laughs> Matt Kelton. Um, and we find ourselves getting irritated every single time when we don't know our poor boy is still, still buried under potentially, a wall. Right. He's like just <laughs> hanging out. But last time we started talking about it after we stopped recording. Yes. And we're like, oh, this is actually a good point because what <laughs> we sort of realized was Matt's, all of Matt's like real, like intensive plot threads have sort of been tied up. He's sort of in the situation that Perrin was in mm -hmm. when Perrin disappeared for like three books. Mm -hmm. The difference is we like Matt more. <laughs> and so it feels worse, mm -hmm. but he doesn't, he's done, you know, protecting Nynaeve and Elaine. They found the bowl. Rand's weird plan that kept involving him, but didn't really involve him mm -hmm. is all wrapped up. And Egwene has the uh, band with the whole Gareth Bryan situation. So mm -hmm. the plot right now doesn't really need Matt. And we need Matt. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> but the plotting doesn't really need him. And I think, I don't know how, I, I don't know if I'd rather he would have found a way to include him yeah. or if I am glad that he's not kind of using him without needing to use him because I feel like maybe we right. would get irritated, <clears throat> right? Yeah. I don't know. Like Matt spinning wheels chapters would get old just right? the same way that anybody else's spinning wheels chapters get old. So. Mm -hmm. We just might enjoy them for slightly longer. Yeah, exactly. But eventually, right. <laughs> eventually, it would be like, all right, your cleverness and your yeah. your uh, because everybody else, if their plot is moving, which mm -hmm. it is moving, I think that would get frustrating. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. fine. Uh, and then second, yes. So we are obviously very aware of the SAG-AFTRA and um, Writers Guild strikes that are going on right now. And we've decided uh, in solidarity to pause our show coverage until labor gets what they're asking mm -hmm. for, which is like livable wages should not be a huge ask at this point. <laughs> and yet. <laughs> and yet, here we are. So, and this is like, I have a skin in this game because my partner is in SAG-AFTRA and like, you know, there's like, there's real world. I like can see, I literally in yeah. our house, we can see the real world consequences of what the streaming situation is. Yeah, that's funny. Like my older brother's in SAG-AFTRA. Yeah, right. So like, you have hmm. all that, like it's bananas. Yeah, it's, it's personal. And like also not for nothing, there is so much TV that I haven't watched yet. Like I am not hard up for tv to watch when shows go on pause like i just have so much out there's so there's, much good stuff out there to there watch is, which, although we should say no one is calling for a boycott of no the, yes that's right the, the shows or the nope. streaming networks no nope, no nope, nope. when the guilds call for a boycott because mm -hmm. 
they are organizing, people are doing the work of strategizing, that is when we will discuss what that means. Right. No one is asking to boycott. Like, I'll probably still watch the shows. Yep. Should anything. Because unfortunately, a lot of writers say, like, that's leverage for the streamers. They use the numbers that they don't give them that's right. as you know carrots or sticks or whatever yeah so no there's no boycotting happening no, you're no. just choosing not to cover the show or speak about the show publicly right which is something that they have asked so what we're gonna do is when the strike is done we will drop whatever content we have for yes. that season so you'll have it when that happens um, so yeah, so that's our story. <laughs> that's it. That's it. That's uh, it. But books wise, we will continue. <laughs> There's nothing stopping us from talking about these books. Our at, own books. At, at great, great length. <laughs> I was like, should we do this again? Why not? <laughs> well, oh, all right. So today, mm-hmm. uh, Winter's Heart. Yeah. Chapter, chapter three. Yep. It's a file perspective. Okay. But this is the most I've liked file and like, I I don't even know how long. Because again, when it's not all about her and Perrin's toxic dysfunctional relationship, they are good characters. It's just the way Robert Jordan writes their stupid relationship. (laughs) That's the problem. It was funny to me. I know. I know. It's it's funny to me though the parallel between how Phile is reacting and how Perrin is reacting mm. because I think Robert Jordan could have very easily had them just mirror each other and he doesn't, which is good because they're which two is extremely great. different people. They're, like, that's kind of the whole point of them is that they're like an opposites attract situation. Yeah, but they but they both end up acting in extremely similar frustrating mm-hmm. ways when they're around each other so yes. you forget or like they bring out the worst in each other they they do they bring out the worst in each other and their differences get minimized yeah. because they are just always acting the same like childish mm-hmm. and silly and ridiculous so it was nice to see sort of file as like oh right this yeah. is who you are yeah right yes yes, yes. um totally agree so we're with her after they've been captured. They're like hiking through the snow naked, of yep. course, because God forbid anybody wear clothes. <laughs> <sighs> and it immediately, like there's an immediate difference in tone and presentation of file in the text because we have like Perrin hardly entered her thoughts except for a hope that he had somehow learned of Masima's secret dealings. Like mm-hmm. she is like, I am not thinking about him. What I am focused on is what is in front of me. Mm-hmm. And all the only thought I also is like I hope the information got there because that's yes. important, right? Which is nice. Yeah, it's really matter of fact. Um, I could have done without all of the like again with the spanking, like in uh, weird consenting, weird, very weird situations. Like, but it, this is like a known Robert Jordan makes it weird moment. So here we are. Um, yeah, it's but yeah, like somebody just picks her up and yeah. Regardless, she is. She's. They're like running through the snow. They're naked. The Shido have them. They're moving them to a camp, and she's just like crunching all of the details and information she can. Like she's counting how many there are. She's trying to keep track of like where everybody else is. She can't see this, but she's trying to figure out that. Like she's problem solving the whole time. She's also like trying to figure out like how not to get frostbite. Like yes, super practical. Super like this is a woman who's been raised 
in like mm-hmm. a harsh climate and in difficult, like, you know, a place where violence and survival yeah. are important and she knows how to survive and she's using those skills. Again, so refreshing. So it's refreshing. so it's so good to hear. So we know that she is with Megden, who is Merge's, mm-hmm. uh, and Aleandra, who I honestly forgot about <laughs> she's very forgettable and fully forgot she existed um <laughs> and bane and chiad and then like yeah. two others maybe right yeah, yeah. and arella right. um well, who bane are part Ch- of the appropriators club right they're part of the appropriators <sighs> um getting a real taste of isle culture now so they're all together and there are like phyllis sort of realized like the the number one goal is to survive you do whatever it takes to survive because you can't escape if you don't Mm -hmm. survive aleandra and morgays or megden obviously like there's that pride that's coming through like file very much is like nope i'm not gonna let that impact like i might feel these things i'm not gonna say anything and i'm not gonna Mm -hmm. do anything um, and she sort of is like, what are you doing? Right. <laughs> Why are you a moron? Like, I love this line. Like, what must be endured could be endured. Mm-hmm. She intended to escape, not make useless gestures. Because she has yes. a moment of like, could I get his knives? Like, but no, it doesn't matter because I won't win. Like, not now. Yeah. She's just, it's just like, she's literally, we get to see how smart she is again. And how yes. like in her head where she's not focused on like jealousy. Mm-hmm. It's just, it was refreshing. Yeah. Yeah. It is. It's really refreshing. So she basically like, it. she she gets so cold even being carried that she's mm-hmm. she passes out. Yeah. Um, and uh, she has this intense dream about, or she yeah. has like a series of dreams. And I never know with Robert Jordan, right? Like we know there are some people who do have prophetic dreams, right? Like yes. Egwene has I them. I don't think Fyle Perrin, I don't think so either, but it was like a lot of emphasis on her dreams. And I was like, am I <laughs> supposed to care about exactly the details of this or not? I can't tell. So I didn't. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I didn't underline anything. Sure. So we get a bunch <laughs> of dream sequences that may or may not matter. And she comes to and she's under blankets. She's how I guess. Getting, well, oh, hold on. I guess we should say just for the dream. It's very parent centric. The dreams oh, yeah, are very, 100%. they're very parent. They're forward, all about parent. Yeah. Which is maybe this is the point of them is that it is counter to what she's telling herself when she's mm-hmm. awake. So that in the dream, she doesn't have that conscious ability that some of these other like capital d dreamers do right, and so right. her mind does go back to Perrin and sort of naturally that... of course yeah of course yeah, yeah. but it's a way i guess because she's being so rational mm-hmm. it's a way to give us that more emotional and and anxious I gotcha. perspective perhaps i'll buy that right sure why not okay <laughs> <laughs> seems legit <Yeah. laughs> I just that. thought of it. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, she comes. She comes too. <laughs> yes, and she's getting fed tea and honey. Um, and one of the fellow guy Shane, who is an Isle, is like tended. They're being tended to by the mm-hmm. current guy Shane. Um, and there's a lot in here about like how they should be embarrassed that they're being treated like they're weak and like weird, like aisle customs that are not normal. And, or are they not like, had, has she been offended? The wetlanders don't know anything, but it doesn't matter yeah. because they're not supposed to be taken gushing anyway. <sighs> so there's like a lot about that. 
It's weird though, because I don't actually love how he's handling that because I think it should be, he puts so much emphasis on the importance of culture and mm-hmm. law and the whole reason, like not just the Shido, but all these people who turn away from Rand is because mm-hmm. they don't believe he's the, they don't believe a wetlander can right. be the Karakan, right? And they don't right. believe in what he said or what he represents. It's, right. it's that loss of their culture and their mm-hmm. um, way of life that really has spurred all of these aisle to kind of freak out yeah. and do these things. So taking wetlanders, Gaishan, and mm-hmm. all the traditions that Savannah is breaking, mm-hmm. he just sort of like has the aisle like, push them aside yeah, in a way like that I don't think hand tracks. Yeah. yeah, it's very hand wavy. And I think he he needed to do more. Mm. Jordan needed to do more to sell that to me yeah. personally. But it is a lot. I agree. Yeah. And that's like basically the end of the chapter. Like she gets, she's she is not dead. She's probably not got frostbite and she's trying to figure out how to escape. Yeah, we get a little bit of her, like, I like when her anger is pointed, where it's just like, oh, I'm going to make them pay. Like, yeah. just just wait. Um, but it's great. You know, it's like her brain was the only weapon she had. Like, yes. No, I know. I, again, this is like, again, she can be a great character. Yeah. She's not being portrayed as this horrible shrew. Ugh. Anyway. Ugh. All right. Chapter Chapter four. four. <laughs> More file, uh, and we yes. get file's perspective, which I thought was really interesting choice, actually, on Tharava and yes. Savannah. I was like, yes. oh, this is juicy. I like this. This yeah. is great because file, of course, has a clear understanding of power structures mm-hmm. and the intricacies of court intrigue. Yes. Which is getting applied. She's applying that now to the intrigue between these powerful women. And mm-hmm. she's a really good when she's not clouded, of course, with her jealousy. She's a really good judge of character, obviously, yes. is what we're learning here. Yep. Um, Cause yeah, I agree with you. I thought it was so cool. Yeah. It's super cool. So she's, you know, we like I recognize pretty early who is who, right? Um, but she doesn't know until they finally get introduced. Um, and so uh the maidens who have captured these wetlanders are reporting to Tharava and like, okay, we have more guy Shane for Savannah, like and Tharava's like, she already has too many, but you know, okay, fine. Um and then uh Oh, right. Alejandra tries to, like, I'm a queen her way out of the situation. Which, like, fair, if you think you're dealing with uh, people who understand the same, like, if you see, obviously, there's a power structure here, perhaps mm-hmm. they will understand title and right. where you are supposed to sit. Right. So, like, I get it. Mm-hmm. Thiel obviously was like, well, that's not a good thing. That's not going to be good. <laughs> and sure enough. So, and as Aleandra is giving this speech about like how she can be like ransomed and her liege lady, they will require a suitable accommodation, like blah, blah, blah. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> Galena, um, oh, Galena, right, is in the background here. Uh, mm-hmm. And Savannah comes up and is asking Galena like, oh, is this true? Like, is that who she is? Yeah. Um, Not for reasons that are going to make Aleandra happy though. <laughs> nope. <laughs> yeah. So and Galena's like, well, 
Yes. It's probably <laughs> her. Like she looks like she could be. <laughs> probably, but this is not something I've ever heard before to for a queen to swear fealty to somebody. Yeah. Um and they call Galena Lena, which oh, I was like, oh, I, <laughs> I know it's rough. It's like you don't like Galena, but the whole situation is also horrible. So it's yes. like very bad on top of bad. All of it's bad. All of it's bad. <laughs> yeah. So, and you see her, like, Fayul is watching Galena respond to Therava mm-hmm. and Savannah and like the tension between the three. Um, and she's yeah. noticing also that there's like, all the even the servants are wearing gold like a lot of gold Mm -hmm. and can I tell you how much I loved Files perspective on Savannah like Savannah coming in just this moment of like in a way it was like seeing Loghain in Hermes room team Savannah had also painted her name across the sky in blood and fire I was like yes "Yes, that's awesome yeah it's a great way to see the perspective on this character that I truly genuinely hate so much (laughs) yes like Having file be like Perrin blames Coolidge mm-hmm. for what the Shida are doing, but feels like Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I see, I see where this came from. Yeah. Like it's sort of legitimizing Savannah as the villain in a stronger way. Yeah. Than- <clears throat> we never see her behave in a way where it makes sense that she does have that much weight and presence mm-hmm. and like, command over events which is the disconnect right it's like yes clearly for plot reasons she's a huge presence but like whenever we are in her pov yes. or like yes. she's always so petty and like but stupid. i wonder it's really i wonder if we never saw her pov and we yeah. always saw her from another right. character's perspective yeah. in the way that we see mazram tame it's true we've never had a mazram tame pov right? right like i wonder if we saw a tame pov if we mm. would feel the same way about him because we would see his reasonings for doing things and sure, if it was sure. just power and pettiness yeah. which right. it could be right could be. Like, yeah. he doesn't wear the pins right. we see that as like because right. it's from Rand's perspective or whomever is like yeah. as this like oh that's a clue for like something else is going on right but if we saw that from Tame's perspective he's like fuck that guy I'm not wearing these pins and you're like you're a dork <laughs> well it's true every time we get a forsaken POV we're like oh lol you are a cartoon villain <laughs> right so like imagine because we're seeing her from yeah, file, yeah, yeah, yeah. we are seeing the the mythologizing, I guess. Sort yeah. Of or the impact of her yes. actions that yeah. aren't just like inside yeah, yeah, her yeah, own yeah, head. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. So. Yeah. Hmm. So that's cool. Um, and then, yeah. So, so, so then, uh, Savannah's like, okay, well, which one of you is the maid and which one of you is the liege lady? Because, mm-hmm. you know, Aleandra has given this whole speech about it and Fail is like, oh, they're going to find out one way or the other. May um, as well. May as well. It's like, okay, it's uh, it's me. Um, but she has... Uh, Galena, like, she orders uh, Savannah, or is it Thereva? Somebody orders Galena to heal them. I think it's Savannah. Um, and this is when Fael figures out that Galena is like an Aes Sedai and she's like what the hell is going on yeah but the way that Tharava, Savannah and Galena are interacting is really what Fael is like picking up on Mm -hmm. like the tensions there 
Um, and we're seeing like a little bit sort of of how Savannah is not running the camp well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh despite that sort of like incredible entrance that file mm-hmm. gave us for her um so it's kind of fun to be back in this situation of getting to see someone who is smart putting the pieces together in a yes. way that will hopefully come to fruition in a really cool way yes yeah yeah, and uh, so Phyla is eavesdropping while all this is happening, and Savannah is telling that another sept, a fifth sept, is joining them. Mm-hmm. Um, and Tharava's like, oh, five out of 78 that remain, like, we're not going to wait here forever. You know, you have to do what you said you'd do, and so they have a fight about that. Um, but Phyla is like, not only is she seeing the power structures, but she understands what those numbers mean, mm-hmm. which is going to turn up again later as very bad. to say the least to say (laughs) the least uh so then galena like heals everybody Mm -hmm. and it's weird because she's like looking for approval and she's clearly furious but also like Mm -hmm. wants tharava to like see her her. doing well yeah um and it's uncomfortable and strange yeah it's i think it's very well played like that whole situation like it's uncomfortable for good reasons like yes. for good yes. good writing reasons it's supposed to be that yes kind of tension agreed it was effective yeah it's very effective and then we find out that so we, there's all of these other guys shane who come through who are also wetlanders and they have like a lot of you know gold on them and we discover that savannah's guy shane are dressed up because God. of course they are because as we are. said petty and silly like she's so ridiculous um and Fael tries to be like, I would rather not wear that. And they're like, LOL, it's not a choice. <laughs> yeah, you have <laughs> you to. Have, you have to. Um, but I love this moment because it felt like a parallel to Elaine of Fael being like, things had to get better from here on. They had to. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you're like, mm. <laughs> and you're like, yes, I hope so too. <laughs> personally. <laughs> for for I need I need some kindness and goodness. <laughs> yeah, but we don't get it. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Instead. So they move out again. Everybody's like there. And now they've joined up with like there's like children and like other like, you know, kinds of people walking with them. Um, it's not just the warriors anymore. And Fael has lost track of Bane and Chiad and um But she thinks that they're likely just participating right. as Gaishan and she's thinking yeah. about them in the context of she isn't sure what they can offer. They mm-hmm. probably won't escape with them. Maybe right. they'll help, like, but she doesn't know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so she's very much thinking about them as like not potential heroes. She's just like, I have no idea if I'll be able to count on them. Yeah. And Morgaze is like, okay, we have to stop looking for them. Like we have to save our strength so we can try to escape. And Phil's like, yep, we hopefully can just like fall by the wayside at some point. Like we're wearing white now. So like- We'll, we'll blend in with the snow. There's so many people, you know, hopefully we can just do that. Um, and she does say, like, if you guys could get away, you mm-hmm. get away. And they both are like, no, 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 no. It's either all of us or none of us. Yeah. Yep. And, and then Tharava shows and then up. Tharava shows up. Oh, my God. And this is wild. She's like, yeah, you're trying. You're thinking about escape. I can tell. Well, yeah, obviously. Obviously. <laughs> Obvi- and Files like, we will try to serve as we should. And I do love yeah, Files in the summer, yes. too, right? 
I mean, it's it kind of harkens back to we didn't get this from her perspective, really. We only got it from Perrin's weird ass perspective. But remember when she like, <laughs> you know, went over to Colavere's side to spy? Like, yeah, we yeah, know yeah. that this is a skill set that she has is to like yeah. ingratiate herself with people who might not it's trust true. her and like pretend to be something that she's not. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it was nice to see it in action. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. Again, yeah. not from Perrin's stupid POV. <laughs> Where he's just like yeah. thinking about how she smells angry all the time. And you're like, oh my God, stop. So please stop. Please stop. Uh, yeah, this was, it, you're right. Like it was great to see the thing that we keep being told mm-hmm. is true. Um, and she keeps saying like, staying humble, staying mm-hmm. meek. Um, and I love how Thur- Thurava's like, oh, you're very good. Like I, right? see, I see you. And she sort of offers up. Thurava is basically like, if you listen to me, I'll make sure you get out of here. Mm-hmm. Like I will make that happen for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so she wants them to all spy on Savannah. She's like, you're going to be around her all the time. You're going to tell me everything she says or does. And if you Mm -hmm. do that, like, I will make sure you get to fall by the wayside and escape. Um, But otherwise, like, you're not going anywhere. And I will punish you if you try to escape on your own. And you will be sad about it. And if you say anything. Yes, if you say anything to her about what I've just asked you to do. Also, you will be very sad about it. Yep. Um, So they have a moment of, like, after Thurava leaves, they like um Morgay's file and Aleandra discuss and Fail is like, listen, we don't we don't have any leverage here just because we know this. Everybody, obviously, mm-hmm. Thurava's probably had this conversation with multiple people. Mm-hmm. We can't hide the information. We have to play this game. Morgay says that. Because um, Aleandra is like, Aleandra's yes. like, we'll just like, no, we'll just pick and choose what to yeah, tell yeah, her. Yeah, and Morgan's yeah. is like, no, 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 no. No, that's All not how of, this works. You know that Tharava has had other people reporting on this. So anything we don't tell, like, is going to come back to bite mm-hmm. us. Um, and, and then File says after, if yeah. we are going to escape, we have to do as we're told. Mm-hmm. Attract as little attention as possible. That's right. That's right. And then they get another. I love the like sort of Aaron Sorkin walk and talk that's I happening. Know, it it's very. Then Galena right. shows yes. up. <laughs> yeah, everybody is just like, oh, I want to talk to these three. Oh my goodness. Um. So yeah, Galena shows up, and she's like, Galena sucks so bad. She's terrible. Yeah, she's like, you know what I am, and I was like, well, it seems like your eyes said I, but I feel like that's weird. And Galena's like, I'm on a mission for the tower, because sure you are. <laughs> okay, Jan. Like, what? <laughs> like, this is totally part of my plan. This is totally part of my plan. Um, And I can't fail at this task. That's all you need to know. <laughs> and everybody's like, oh, I don't know if I believe you or trust you. Oh, it's so... Yeah. Um. But I'm, I did. Uh, okay. So I did actually really like this moment where File screws up mm. because she says like, um, Galena is sort of like needling them a little bit, mm-hmm. and she asks Aleandra like, "Oh, is this really your liege lady? Who is mm-hmm. she that you would swear to her?" And mm-hmm. she's like, and Files like, "You can ask me," and says, mm-hmm. "I am Lady File Tybara, and that's as much as you need to know." Mm-hmm. And she immediately knows, like, she's like, did I make a mistake? And then a second later, she's like, oh, I did make a mistake. Mm-hmm. Because I think a lot of the time we see characters, like, we ask it all the time on the podcast. We're like, why are you talking about this? Yes. Why yes. are you saying this? Right. Why are you saying these things? Why are you saying these things? But for File here, it was like, 
I understood the thought process Mm -hmm. and it felt like a very authentic, real moment, not because we like Robert Jordan needed Galena to know who file was. Yes, I agree. I agree. Yeah. So Galena's like, oh, ho, ho, Ebarra. Oh. Like, oh. I know about Perrin Ebarra. Like, this explains everything. And you're linked to Randall Thor. And if she finds, Savannah finds out, like, you're going to have a lot more scrutiny than you want. So if you don't want that, you're going to do what I tell you to do. Mm-hmm. Um, Which yeah. is, of course, she yes, wants her she- to steal the freaking steal the oath rod. Oath rod. Uh, and Files like that might take some time. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Files doesn't know that it's an oath rod, but no, she, she like, just tells her it's like a long. We run. know what it is, yeah. And yes, uh, File is like, there's no way we're just gonna like be able to walk into Thurava's tent and like take this thing. And Galena's like, take whatever time you want, but like, you know, this is what I have. To, I this know is what who I you are. Don't fail me. Oh, it's the rough. other thing we kind of skipped over is that um Morgaze is obviously like having trouble maintaining the like I'm just a poor yes. maid like guys, yes. especially now that she's been, you know, and File keeps noticing she's like, wow, like Morgaze is like having an even harder time than Aleandra with some of this stuff. Like, who does she think she is? And I just can't yep. wait. I can't wait for File to find out who she is, actually. Like, I really I want I'm that reveal to dying happen. To, dying. Dying yeah. for it to happen. And I don't remember if it does happen. No, me neither. I don't remember even. anything. I don't I don't remember any of this. Quite I don't frankly. either. I remember absolutely none of any of this. Same. And I know I've read this book because I know I've read, like, I remember other things that happened later than this. But, like, this book just we... doesn't exist in my brain. Yeah, same. And maybe because what year did this book come out? When did this come out? Tell me. Oh, 2000. So I would have read this in high school. Yeah, it just started like, college. So when I first started reading, because I first started reading the books in 2000, mm-hmm. I think, mm-hmm. or ni- 99 or 2000, something like that. So I would have read this and I read like everything that was yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like in a quick rush, mm-hmm. but I don't think I've ever revisited. Like yes. when we we right. did our recaps, we yeah, read, we, we shortcutted our way through it a little bit. That's, oh yeah, a lot actually. <laughs> a a lot. lot of time. We didn't have time at that point. We didn't have time for all that. No. Here we are. Okay, but we started this project two years ago. Three years ago. Twenty twenty. Oh we yeah, started right. Twenty twenty. So three years ago. We're on book nine. So I'm just <laughs> saying that's why we didn't do it then. It's because we had posts due. That's we could true. Not, we could not. We were like, we have re- to do that. We have to finish this before the last book comes before out. Before the last book comes out. There's no way. All right, chapter anyway. five. Perrin. Uh, it's Perrin. And he but we're in a wolf, wolf dream. <gasps> I know. Oh, we we suddenly have remembered that Perrin has wolf powers. I was Surprise. Like, I missed I you. Know, Hopper. And Hopper's like, what are you are going to kill yourself? Yes. Because Perrin is in the wolf dream, like physically, basically, mm-hmm. in his wolf form, trying to find Fail. Because I guess he found her in the dream once before, which I don't remember. So I, I don't know. remember. I was like, when did that happen? I, I believe it, but I I don't remember it um and hopper's like she's not here go back to your body and wake up like you are being an idiot and so perrin wakes up to oh, what is, is i think terrible. the most infuriating oh, so bad. i don't understand I, I, <sighs> so he wakes up 
and he's in a tent and like Baralane is standing there or sitting there yeah. waiting for him. And they had found him sort of like collapsed or something. I don't know. I was like, this whole section I hated. Yeah. Um, so I guess he like the last we saw of Perrin, he and Talonvor were like standing mm-hmm. on a ridge in the snow, like waiting for the scouts to come back. And apparently what happened is they stayed out there so long and then Perrin just sort of like lost himself in the moment. In the wolf and, like, dream. Wouldn't come back in. So mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, but anyway, so, but his first question is not like, where am I or how did I get here? He's like, have they found Fayil yet? Yes. Um, He's very clear on what his priorities are. Like, he's not allowed. Robert Jordan won't let him have any other priorities. Which like, fine. I I do think though, it works in paralleling these with, with Fayil's story. Mm Mm-hmm making Perrin I think the more emotionally attached and more like sort of like it it tracks with how he writes men and it tracks with uh how he's written Perrin Mm. so far so it like works for me if it was file acting this way and Perrin acting this way I would have been like I'm done I don't want it right but because we got this like super competent file Mm -hmm. and Perrin is like trying yeah. But he has all these also external reasons that are pushing him to act mm-hmm. the way he is. I think yeah. it actually works. All right. Personally. Yeah. Um, so, yes. Yeah, so he asked Marilyn <laughs> for an update. Um, they She tells him that his scouts haven't returned. And then she had to send a company after hers. And they found them dead like five miles out. Her company. They found her company, yes. Her his company scouts found the scouts. Found. But yeah, they have not found the scouts yet. Um, And then he's naked. Mm-hmm. Of course. Mm-hmm. And he's like, so why is this happening? Yeah. <laughs> Basically. And that's when we find out like, oh, you know, you were like snarling like a wolf. You were out in the snow. Like, no, you were, you know, a mess. So I had you carried here and Anora and my, like, healed you. My Aes Sedai did my the healing. Yeah. Um, and he's sort of trying to keep himself like very even toned, like not react to her because he picks up on what's happening and he's just like, oh, hey, where are my clothes? Like, cool, mm-hmm. I guess. Um, because he knows that she is doing things for her own reasons. And of course, we are still sitting here like, why have why? you not given him the information? Right. And I still genuinely don't understand the thought process. Like, I don't get it. Um, and she says, like, I, no one knows, no one hopes File is alive more than I do. <laughs> is is what she says and he's like she even managed to smell honest but like it's just so weird yeah yeah so he's you know ignoring that and he's asking for clothes and food which seems legit right um and she's like oh anora won't be pleased with you like you can't just ignore i said i you're not randolph or and you're like and so she like leaves and then he's waiting for like a servant or something to come back Mm -hmm. and he's just like i just want to get to file i like can't i don't want to do anything else and then barreling comes back and Mm -hmm. it's like while he's changing Mm -hmm. of course um and she's like oh someone's gonna bring hot food but like i know that this hurts i want to be there for you i want (laughs) to like you can cry on my shoulder we should have a truce and he's like a truce i didn't actually fully understand i didn't fully understand this either because he says like why would we need a truce and she's like like, well that's how you want it and you're like oh what he's like 
he's you're not he's not playing a game with you like she keeps thinking he's playing a game but like it doesn't make any he's sense not in no this it, but context. that's right exactly it doesn't make any sense in this context because he has been very clear and then she finally fucking tells him about Messina. yes yes but I don't understand why she waits so long because the way she does it too is like, oh, by the way, the prophet's men are arriving. And he's like, what? He was only supposed to bring like, what, a hundred, right? And there's now 4,000 of them. Right. And she's like, oh, well, there's 4,000. I don't know. Mm-hmm. And he's like, what is happening? And he gets really mad about it. Mm-hmm. And she's like, well, actually, Masima's the dangerous one because he's been meeting with the Sanshan. Yeah. What? Well, I. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I do I, not know. Why? Why did you hold on to that information? What was the benefit to Mayin yes. for you to hold on to that information? Right. Right. It makes everybody less safe for your the leader to not know that he is being lied to by this. I'm Zealot. just happy she said it at all. Like after the last time when it was like it that didn't even happen, I was like, is this is he just never gonna find out like are we like are we rewriting history here that barely doesn't know this so i was just like finally that's that was my response like my response was like why are you telling him this now i was i'm still so confounded he's writing her really weirdly because we're supposed to believe that like everything she does is Is calculated and for a reason and that she's like being very wily about everything including this like you know game she thinks she's playing with Perrin um and making Fayil jealous and whatever so like but it's it doesn't make sense it actually doesn't make it doesn't work when Fayil's not there to be thought with right mm, like yeah no and especially given what she says in a second nothing about this it's it's sort of like robert jordan doing that whole like okay one woman is competent so another person has to yeah. like another woman has to act like right. a you know little i don't even know like it's just it's so weird um and then she sort of is like she let's loose that files little group have been acting as spies which parent did not know she thinks parent knew but, but yeah. she thinks parent knew mm-hmm. um and parents like what the hell <laughs> he's so mad. like what he's so angry about it yeah. but barreling's like so you can be discreet gross and he's like oh you're just gonna like drop that information is there anything else you yes. didn't tell me and she is like basically comes on to him and it's this is when I was like is this stupidity or hubris because in no world does this make any sense in the moment like yeah no it's 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 so strange it's it's so mistimed and so out of nowhere like it just really doesn't for someone that we've consistently been told is like really good at her job Mm -hmm. and really knows how to play people Mm -hmm. The fact that she can't read the room when Perrin is so clearly uninterested Mm -hmm. and furious and completely enamored and focused on Mm -hmm. file is so it doesn't it doesn't track. The math is not mathing. The math is definitely not mathing. (laughs) Um, And Perrin's like, 
say Perrin feels exactly as he's like I don't know what's going on no idea what the hell is going on he's like he doesn't know where file is and Berylene is like flaunting herself even more than Mm -hmm. she usually does and then Berylene's like you know I've I've only slept with two people and usually it's political but like I really want you oh what it makes no sense it's like it's just like literally i was sitting there and i was like what is happening yeah okay um so out of it's so strange it's and she doesn't she weirdly like doesn't react to him as he's acting she still acts like he's playing a game right and so she's like remember discretion and he's like the fuck is going on (laughs) it's so weird and so then he just leaves without eating because he's so mad. Mm-hmm. Justifiable. Justifiably. Uh, yes, totally. And so then he, but he gets out of the tent and he's like, oh crap. Like I have half of the information I need. Like, I don't know where Masima's men are. Like I'd need to know. I had to find out all of these things. Um, and so he's, you know, taking in the camp and then we get a lot more discussions of like where everything is and what it looks like. And how people have noticed that he was in Bear Lane's tent and like, I, this is so tiresome, Preeti. Like it I is, ex- am no, I agree with you because it's it, so tiresome. It feels so out of place for the urgency of the yes, other information that we so know. There's so much important stuff happening. Like, and really you're going to spend all this time and energy on like, barreling inappropriately hitting on Perrin like that's what we're gonna is, do there's a line at the end of this so he like asks her maids for where mm. they are and they're like I don't know maybe like over there and they're like giggling at <laughs> yes. him after after like a portion of their company has been kidnapped and taken by Isle yeah. like it's yeah. bananas but Perrin has this line uh that he thinks at the end of the chapter is like there were enough troubles in the land without calling more down on your head it's like robert jordan listen to your own advice you have plenty going on there's plenty of conflict you don't need to add this weird one on top of it it's so like unjustifiable so so strange so Um, poorly written so yeah Uh, that's how that chapter ends like he is like thinking about how he was going to use the the banners and the things mm-hmm. with Masima and blah, blah, blah. Like he so had whatever. this whole plan and now his whole plan is gone and he has to figure out a new plan. And he knows that like, it's going to be bad. Like it's going to be bloody and bad. Because he knows what he's going to pick. Right. Regardless of cost. Yep. Uh, so then we're chapter six and we're still with Perrin. Right. Um, and so he goes to see the two rivers folk, right? Mm-hmm. And he's like, where are Masima's people? And he's so exhausted and he's so hungry. We keep getting these beats of like, he's hungry and he's tired uh, because he didn't sleep properly. He was in the wolf dream. Mm-hmm. And Neil's like, uh, they're like three miles Southwest, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he starts giving orders, you know, he's, he's uh, trying to figure out the right next steps. So he's asking the two rivers folks to move off the hill and go towards where the ambush was. Um, and then they're just going to like start riding and use the Ashaman to make gateways. Um, so he's mobilizing everyone. Yeah. We get like more of the like reluctant Lord Perrin a little mm-hmm. bit here. We're just, like, fine. It's been a minute, I guess. Give us that beat again. Cause it's a new book. Sure. Um, sure. And then he sees Basil Gill mm-hmm. and has a conversation with him 
about how Talonvor has gone. Mm-hmm. And Perrin's like, yeah, totally. I for sure <laughs> gave him permission. Yeah. <laughs> um, and he's just like, kind of sounds like you want to go after mm-hmm. Megden. And Gil is like, uh, yeah, totally. Just fond of her. Yeah. Not just, that she's not like, like a queen, she's a queen or anything. in hiding. Yeah. Or an ex-queen in hiding. At this yeah, point, no, not at yes. all. Um, and then there's this weirdness with Lenny, Lenny because yes. Lenny thinks he slept with Barrelane. Yeah. That makes sense for someone like Perrin who is like painfully obsessed with uh, file. Like no. what? Ugh. Yeah. Anyways. Um, and so he asks Lenny for food and Lenny's like, no. <laughs> like yeah. gives him the middle finger and leaves. Yes. Basically. Like, that's basically what happens. Yep. And Perrin <laughs> is like, uh, what was that about? Um, and so Gil explains it to him. Um, and he's like, I all I did was be asleep. Like, I didn't do anything. You tell her. And Basil's like, I'm not telling Lenny anything. <laughs> I am not a part of this story. I will not be involved in this story. <laughs> I do love this line. You're Shambayan. It can't all be loading carts in the snow. (laughs) Do just do something useful for me. It was kind of funny. (laughs) It was funny. It was very funny. Uh, uh, All right. So then he's like, okay, I better. He's like in this terrible mood. And he's like, I better go find Masima, I guess. I guess. (laughs) He's so mad about it, Uh, which is like fair. You're totally fair. Um, I hate it too. But then he gets uh, Files' little appropriator show up. Mm-hmm. And I love Perrin's like, reaction to them. He's like, they suck. They don't know anything about the aisle. Yes. They're just playing pretend. I yes. Because they're like, can we have our horses? Will you make this made right? And he's, he goes, I'll walk. <laughs> <laughs> Which is amazing. <laughs> Oh, so um, good. but basically he like gets mad because they were spying and he didn't mm-hmm. know. And he's like, of course it puts her in more danger. And he like sort of lashes out at them. Like, was it your fault mm-hmm. that she got taken because of your Which spying? he knows is unfair. Yeah, yeah. He knows it's unfair and he knows it's not right. Mm-hmm. Um, but he also is like, these are, they're not going to be helpful to right. me. So I just need to make sure they're out of the way and handled. Mm -hmm. It's like another thing for him to like check off his to-do list sort of. Yes. Yeah. Which he handles well. He's like, okay, well, you can have your horses if you will swear to obey me. And like, when we find her, I'll decide how to rescue her. And then, you know, you don't get to pick. And they agree. They're like, we'll figure out our toe. Like, You don't even know what that is. Right. Yes. (laughs) You don't go here. So silly. Um, and I love that, like, I know you're loyal to her, all of you, and I respect that. And it's like, that's the only thing he respects about them. <laughs> right. Yep. Because true. Um, true. So, oh. yeah, the whole camp is mobilizing. Like, even the wise ones are mounted up at this point, um, if possible. And then there's a big shout that Isle are coming. And uh, it's, you know, it's far off, but Perrin can see, and it's like 10 of them. And meanwhile, everybody is mobilizing because they know that the women yeah. were captured by, you know, marauding Isle. And so they're like, oh, um, but Perrin is like, this is, this is, these are our scouts. These are like, our people. Our Don't maidens. Worry. Like, can't you tell? And they're like, I can't see anything. <laughs> so he gets there and it's Sulin and Sulin's like, don't worry, she's alive. 
Mm-hmm. Um, which is good because they have Files dress right uh, with her, with them, and they're like, uh, it go. They've probably been taken as Gaishan. Mm-hmm. Um, it goes against custom, but it does protect them, mm-hmm. which was silly because then, and this is another moment where it's like in. Elienda, one of the other maidens, is like, it was wrong to take wetland- wetlanders, but I cannot believe they will break custom that far. And it's sort of this, again, which we saw with the Aes Sedai, of this yes. like inability to contend with the reality that's in front of your face. Mm. Like, why not? If they broke one tenant, why wouldn't they break another? Right. There's no reason to believe that they wouldn't. Right. They're breaking tenants all around. Like, what? Yeah. It, it just, it reeks of just like... uh naivete right like or like willful denial yeah willful willful denial mm-hmm. um we get another like there are billions of shido because yeah. the shido get to have all the numbers i guess right and like they <laughs> are they're pointing out how many different clans there mm-hmm. are um by the arrow markers and he's like that's they should all be in the kinslayer's dagger like like maybe. why are they even here and i love parrot he's like Oh, I guess if some of their wise ones learn to travel, or maybe one of the Forsaken, and you're like, bing, 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 bingo. Bing. But then he's like, what am I even thinking? That I sound ridiculous. Crazy. That would never happen. You're like, <laughs> you're oh, like buddy. but Perrin, that is what happened. That's literally what happened. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, he's like, how many do you think there are? Um, and she's like, I think it's maybe a whole sept, if not more. And we know that there's five of them, Ugh, which is which is if so they're saying many. A sept has at least a thousand spears. That's yeah. five thousand, and they said seventy-five. Yeah. Right? How much total? Well, no, no, no. There's five septs all together. There's seventy-five still missing. Because right, because yes. what's his face? Samuel? Was it Samuel? Who was it? Who sent them through the traveling quote unquote box? The one who the hates that he's short. It's, yeah, it's the and short. And has the scar on his face. Yeah, it's that one. Um, yeah, <laughs> he like sent them in different directions. He didn't right. put them all yeah, in yeah, the same yeah. place. But that means there are what, 75,000 Shido at least? Well, to- all told, but total, they, total. the ones that they, parent has to deal with, there's like, 5,000 spears plus everybody else in the set. So a lot. That's a lot. Why are there so many? I know I I am harping on the numbers, but I don't get it. Um, Then they're also talking about the Sanshan because they're seeing these weird animals. He knows Mm. Masimo is meeting with them. There's like another soldier that is like another army that is moving, but they don't know if it's the Sanchan or the White Cloaks. And it's like five or 10,000. Yeah, like it's not great. Um, Yeah, a lot, big odds, big odds. But Perrin's like, like, we're still going south. We're going south. (laughs) That's what we're doing. And I love this moment of Daniil being like, won't be the first time we've faced long odds. You guys are cute. (laughs) Um, (sighs) And then finally, Perrin is like, all right, I'm going to go see Masima. Oh, gosh. And you sort of see like Perrin. I think the important thing to me in this section was that Perrin has this conversation with Masima and the whole time he's like, understanding that he is going to sacrifice whatever he has to sacrifice to get to file, mm. which is the opposite of what file is doing, which is like thinking about the greater good. Mm-hmm. And it's an 
it's almost like it's kind of interesting because it's an not an unexpected like selfishness from Perrin, but it is counter to what we are consistently told about Perrin. Right. But it is, I think so, in terms of like we keep seeing like when it was like the three of them, it's like Perrin was like the quiet, steady, good one. Right. Right. And the one who was like thoughtful and da da da. But like here in a moment where it's like the greater good versus the one he mm-hmm. goes for a file i just yeah. thought it was like an interesting yeah thing because yeah. it makes sense given the parent that we've seen but it also is a little bit counter to the parent who we met at the beginning right sort of I mean, he certainly also has PTSD in the extreme yes. um, from being at Dumai's Wells and Correct. everything else that he's gone through. Like a lot of things have happened to him. Um, but I think we see it like with Rand, it's very obvious, right? Yes. Like he's having panic attacks. He's got all of these, you know, things that are going on with his brain and his body because of the channeling and mm-hmm. all of this other stuff. And like, you know, Matt has like, is like not letting things touch him. So he's yes. had a different experience. But Perrin, I think, is like, he knows that bad things are going to keep happening. So mm-hmm. like, it's possible that his reaction yeah. to the trauma is to only like, well, I can't control all of that. So right. I'm just going to focus on the one person I care the most about and try yeah. to save that one person because I know people are going to die no matter what I do. And he's not a tactician. He's not strategic. Mm-hmm. Like he is doing a decent job because he's he is thoughtful, but like he doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. No, you're not wrong. So I think that all that's going to be. Sense. I just decided that's my take on it. <laughs> it's a good take. Thanks. You've convinced you've Thanks. convinced me. Awesome. <laughs> I hope people like how like how much in the moment analysis yeah. we do. Totally, it's like off the cuff. Literally, as we're talking, figuring yeah. out what we're saying. Well, that's sometimes. what we like talking to each other. It's true. I have to talk with you about it before I know what I think half the time. <laughs> Like, Preeti, listen to me talk about this thing (laughs) that I just learned so I can figure out what I think. I love it. That's why we're here. Two and a half years in. Uh, So he's talking to Masima and he's like, basically like, you go towards what, Altara, right? Um, Yeah. And, but people have taken my wife. Mm-hmm. The Isle of Taken, like these, these Isle of Taken, my wife, and I have mm-hmm. to go after her. And Masima is surprised by this. Like he yes. wasn't anticipating it. Right. And so he's like, huh, Isle, South, you say. Yeah. All right. We'll come with you. Right. Yeah. And you're like, parents just like, what? Like, and, you know, Masima has decided that apparently killing Isle savages doing the lights work. What? Like, where did that come from? I don't know. I and don't Perrin know. And is like, oh, great. Not great. Not great. Do, don't <laughs> want. And then I love how he's like, well, we're going to travel. And I know how you feel about that. Like, probably you don't want to come. And Masima's like, well, don't worry. We'll offer the special, ex- special dispensation. Special dispensation. Okay. There's this line. Like, he's like the Pope of Rand. It's so weird. I know. It's so weird. There's this line, though, before the travel thing where Perrin is like a P. Um, what does he say? The rabble would be useless against the Isle. Still, they numbered in the thousands and they had held off armies, if not armies of Isle. A piece of that puzzle in his head shifted, ready to drop with fatigue. He could not make mm-hmm. out exactly how, just that it had. 
The puzzle is him trying to figure out how to handle, like, he's got the Shanshan army forces, possibly. He's got the Aiel forces, and then he doesn't have enough men. And he's, but he's going south anyway. And he's trying to figure out, like, how many people are going to die and how he's going to get. You don't think the puzzle is about, I thought the puzzle is talking about the dragon, dragon's horn army. And how they're managing to succeed despite being such a garbage army. Oh. And I assumed it was about how they can help him. I the puzzle know. of like how he can use them to get file back. It was a very it's a it's, it's a, cryptic. It's cryptic. It's cryptic. It's it's yeah. maybe too cryptic, perhaps. <laughs> perhaps. Um well, so, I yeah. don't know. We got like 14 chapters of a secret plan. So this is like uh, nothing compared to that. Fair point. Um, um and so he sort of is like Masim is like, well, he capital H yes. would grieve if harm came to your wife. Yeah. Um, so okay, we'll do it. Yeah. Which I think is really not true. I mean, it's not that like I like I think that's a I think that's Masima making up what he thinks it's is hard. a palatable reason for it's hard to know with him because he is right. unhinged, right? He's exactly like not so we don't there's no rational lot, there's no rational anything with him, but he has his own motives here for yes. sure. Because yes. it's like you said, he's like, oh, I will you say South, you say like there's something else driving this decision. That's mm-hmm. not like, oh, Rand would be so sad if Perrin's wife was hurt. So yeah. I really am so curious how this is going to play out. Because again, like, I don't remember any of this. Couldn't tell you. <laughs> this entire book, yeah. no idea. No clue. No clue. Um, all right. Chapter seven. We are with Elaine. Yeah. Daughter heir of Andor, man. Uh, daughter heir of Andor. She is riding through the city of Camelon with an Aes Sedai and some guards. It's only like eight people total, though. We get a little bit of like reminder, I guess, of like what's going on in Camelon and the people yes. of Camelon. And there's like Check a lot of refugees. Yeah. yeah, basically, that's what this is. Mm-hmm. Um, and like the need for her to be out and about with the people because the people hold so much sway over leadership and, and mm-hmm. you know, monarchs have fallen due to like falling out of favor with right. the city of Camelon. Right. Um, and her we- guard, we find out that the Queen's guard are all women, mm-hmm. um, which I don't know if that's like new or normal. I don't know. But I like it. Regardless. Well, we the last time we saw they were having conversations about they didn't have enough people. So they're yes. going for mercenaries and hunters mm-hmm. of the horn, essentially, and yes. hoping to fill it in that way for now. Mm-hmm. Um, Avienda is not there, though she can feel her. It's a different sort of bond that she, than she right. has with Brigitte after their weird interesting first sister <laughs> ceremony <laughs> graphic <laughs> i don't know what to call it um so yeah and they're having a fight about like how you know anybody could mm-hmm. get to her with her riding around because this like it's important <laughs> this Aes Sedai uh Sarita is with her did we mm-hmm. know this person I have prior? never I I guess those... I could look her up in the app I was like I don't know who that is she's a brown sister sure. um I don't know if we, I we've maybe met her before but I don't remember no, um do but she's remember. like the streets aren't safe and there are those like 10 sisters who are in this in over there and what if Elena sent them and Elaine's like she might not have um and she sort of thinks through what Elena's plan was which was like get Elaine back to the tower by any means necessary even though now 
she's like, well, Aleda never thought I would even be close to becoming queen. So wouldn't it be better for her to have me be queen right. than not? And I can't be queen if I'm in the tower. So her right. plan doesn't make sense. Uh, apparently, so what does it say? Apparently, Saritha is one of the ones who's sworn to obey Rand. When did she get there? Who knows? But so maybe Rand left her behind waiting yeah. to wait for Elaine, perhaps? Very possibly. I mean, he had... Yeah, I guess she was in Ibudar with Marilil, which would have been when she swore to Rand. So at mm-hmm. some point between then and now, she got sent to Camelin. All right. Well, then, there we go. Um, and I then don't think she's important. <laughs> yeah. There's like a little bit of like what the the intrigue stuff that's happening with the like who's going to be queen situation mm-hmm. where it's like custom to kidnap other claimants and all mm-hmm. this nonsense. Um, and then Elaine just keeps being like, no, I have to because I have to show a brave face. Like I can't be a coward in front of these people. It's embarrassing. Mm-hmm. And then I'll never be queen, essentially. Right. Yep. Um, there's a lot of like refugees. We see how like trade has increased in Camelin because mm. all these people are fleeing their homes and coming to Camelin. And now Camelin like exports glass instead of imports it. So it's, right. it's you know, it's like an interesting, I guess, but it's a yeah. lot of world building stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, then all of a sudden she becomes aware of Brigitte, who is like furiously storming towards her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, she gets there. We get a little bit about how Brigitte like is m- not remembering her past lives as much. Yeah, this felt like a weirdly. I mean, the big thing is that there's a spy because the men escorting Nain and Elena, who who are they? Those are um, two of the other claimants, claimants. <sighs> that that she had like them arrested and was taking them to right holding or whatever but basically they got kidnapped mm-hmm. um so they know that they have a spy in mm-hmm. in the palace um that's yeah. that right yeah There's i mean like, it's like it turns into an argument about a bodyguard um and, because i guess and a discussion yes. about like them trying to find spies in the palace and you know everybody is ganging up on elaine about that and then we find uh, out Elaine is like snuck out of the palace in disguise with Brigitte and like someone was following them and it was Sarita actually. Right. And Br- Elaine's like, I think that was fine. It was two of us. It was, it was fine. We I only fine. did it one time. Everything yeah. was great. And right. it's more tension between Brigitte and Elaine mm-hmm. um, because Elaine feels Brigitte isn't, which like, I think to an extent, yes. Like Elaine is the daughter heir. She has to present a position that shows she can be listened to and that that she is she can be queen Mm -hmm. and when you have people around you who are willing to like yell at you in public in front of servants and in front of whomever it lessens your authority Mm -hmm. so like i get it i'm with yeah and also brigitte continues to act in ways that i'm just like who are you very strange when did you become this person right um there was (laughs) Elaine sort of is like, they have a little bit of a conversation uh, about, okay, well, what's going to happen with the the two who were taken? Mm-hmm. Um, 
like who took them. And Elaine's like, I'm pretty sure we're going to find out soon enough. And then she sort of like has this big explanation for Mm -hmm. Sarita of like all the different avenues that were Mm -hmm. thought out that, that Elaine has figured out. Mm -hmm. And Sarita goes, that is very nicely reasoned out. And Elaine (laughs) goes, sure. You could have two with time. (laughs) It's great. It's a, that was the shade. It was really good. It's a lot of like, what the palace looks like mm-hmm. now so much description people. oh my gosh just pages and it's pages so much description more of like all these like war like about a warder and mm-hmm. like elaine sort of being like do i recognize it like some of that suspicion coming out now yes, that she knows yes. that there's a spy right it's like pages and pages of this actually yeah and um, then they get in a mini fight about um Elaine going out and like getting yeah. attacked by street toughs. Um, yep. And that's that. Like and how mad Brigitte is that she wasn't there. And and then Elaine's like, or Elaine says something a little mean mm-hmm. um, where she's like, your language. Yeah. <laughs> and Brigitte freaks out and he's like, my language. It's sort of like a, are you telling me to calm down? Right. Don't tell me to calm down. <laughs> you calm Nobody down. tells me to calm down. <laughs> and then Brigitte gets really mean. Yeah. And he's like, well, at least I know what swear words mean. Yeah. <laughs> Which I thought was actually a really great bit of it's, it's burn. Kind of funny. <laughs> um, and then she's just like, well, I'm leaving. And then <laughs> leaves. It was just like a lot. It was just like, what? This is this is I know. silly. It's it's sort of yeah. It doesn't really go anywhere specific. It's just it doesn't. Sort of, it's like and local flavor, like, I guess. I, I guess. Uh, and then Elaine's like, "All right, well, I guess I should see what's happening in the palace. Can you right. send the Madame Harford to me or Mister right. Harf- Harford or whatever?" Mm-hmm. It was and that's weird... that entire chapter. That's the entire like, chapter. Such a nothing burger of a chapter. Truly. It was like okay, okay. Uh, it could have been th- four paragraphs long. <laughs> it really could have. It was one of those things again where you're like, oh, good, we're back with Elaine. Mm-hmm. Let's see what's going on. Because the last time we saw Elaine was yes, the weirdness with Avienda, but before that, it was like yeah. Maze Tame and like yeah, all yeah, this yeah. other stuff that was. You going didn't on, need right? to rehash all of those things. No, because then when she got, we don't even know what her perspective was on seeing the black tower area yeah right we saw that she was there through the what's like, her face uh, yeah the eyes that i who was captured yeah um, and bonded to Logan in some horrible way so yeah anyway we don't get right. any thoughts there no no whatever fine so chapter uh, okay. eight chapter eight um so they think Potentially, possibly have found the spies, at least two. Well, they found some of the spies. Possibly. Like there's, you know, a lot of them. Um, mm-hmm. But the ones that Renee Harfour has uncovered are already gone. So, so yeah. they're making assumptions that these people, because they left the minute that they found out Harfour was questioning people. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's like, okay, well, then, yeah, they were probably spies. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot about Harfour in this, who I do like her as. Like super. She's, she's competent. a very like competent, yeah, exactly. Super competent secretary functionally. Um, and she's handling so many things. She's like, all right, well, you have all these appointments. Here's who wants to talk to you. Like, here's why you should talk to these people and not these people. You know, there's some merchants, there's some things you have feel, to sign. 
I will say the the talk of the merchants felt pointed because there's mm. such a focus on it. Like mm-hmm. Elaine thinks it like three times yeah. that she has to deal with them because it's important. Mm-hmm. We never see it happen on the page. Right. But she thinks it several times. Yeah. That like well, that- this is part of being a ruler too. Right. The other thing that kept getting emphasized is that like a bunch of the supplies have been spoiled yeah like it's yeah. so weird it happened in winter like that's so odd that's so unusual like I'm mm-hmm. like okay is that I guess that's significant in some way that maybe we'll find be. out I don't know. um then of course that the palace is like overrun because there are so many people staying there between the sea folk and the kin women kinswomen mm-hmm. and all these things um all these people who want to see them, of course, they've had to start teaching the, this, the sea folk because of that bargain, which right. is like less time now for everybody. Right. Um, and we also find out that Rand has sent the captured yes. Shanchen, Saldam, and Domain to Elaine in Camelin to deal Just with. like, what? Rand. <laughs> which like, okay. He's like, who do I trust that can use the yes. power? Right. Elaine. Right. Uh, that'll be fine. She's got nothing else going on. Like, it's fine. <laughs> fine. So the kinswomen are, like, helping be in charge of that business, which is... And they apparently potentially have some possibly good news for Elaine. Yes. Yeah. Um. Then I actually did really love this. Like, Elaine is walking through the halls on her way to see the kinswomen, and she runs into Van Dean, mm. who of course, is like secretly trying to figure out who murdered her sister. Mm-hmm. Um, and with her are two kinswomen who have returned to, they'd run away from the tower and now they've returned to being uh, novices. Even though they're both 400 years old. They're like 400 years, literally old. 400 years old. It's so silly. Um, but this conversation is so funny to me because I loved their reactions from everything <laughs> to like being nervous to being like kind of smug because mm-hmm. they figured something out. Uh, they had been thinking about the murder, which Vandine is like, which they should not have been doing (laughs) and they should be too tired to be doing. Um, But they did figure out that one, it was an Aes Sedai, but it has to be one of three Aes Sedai basically, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, we got some names. Mm -hmm. Of one of whom is Saritha. It's that. I was not paying attention. They reasoned that the killer must either be Marilil, Sarita, or Kareen. But it can't. Marilil would be a big plot twist. That would be a big plot twist. But if they have sworn to Rand. Yeah. Although they, it wasn't an oath, Rod. They just swore. Taveran. Yeah, yeah, it's true. I mean, so, Marilil was the one who was sent to like do the. The bargaining. Right? right? I think that's right. I think so. Yeah. I think that's right. My gut um, says Kareen. I don't know why. I mean, it's because I, I don't want... remember who she is. Well, that's what I was going to say. My gut is Kareen because I, I mean, I don't actually remember Saritha very much, but like, I do feel like it's Marilyn seems like a weird choice for that. I would be very agreed. Surprised. Given the position, she, I don't know how it would make sense, but yeah. uh, mm, maybe it is. I don't who know. Knows? Um, so yeah she's like they shouldn't have been thinking about it but whatever mm-hmm. um and elaine's like well if someone was teaching them maybe they would have been busy <laughs> <laughs> which is kind of funny 
Um, they knew obviously that it was Aes Sedai who killed them. Like when they mm-hmm. found the the bodies for all the reasons that they'd given us earlier. Um, but she, fi- because part of it is also like, if there had been a black Aja who was a kinswoman, the right. black Aja would have known about the kinswoman and they right. didn't. Right. That's right. Um, and so they're just like, okay, well, these two need to be taught by somebody. Then, so we should, Nynaeve should do it. And then Nynaeve is like, what will, what will Nynaeve be doing? <laughs> what should Nynaeve do? <laughs> Which <yeah>. I loved. <laughs> yeah, she land like up here from around a corner. <laughs> And she's wearing like uh, the Malki area, I guess. The it's a bindi. It's yeah. like a an Indian, like mm-hmm. a Hindu thing where you wear a bindi, but mm-hmm. also we wear it in the part of our hair when you get married, um, called sindur. But yep. she has it in the forehead to say that like she's married to land now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But- so Elaine she's like, like <laughs> she looks content, which is weird on Nynaeve. It's weird on Nynaeve. Yeah, it's a weird look for her. Um, and Nynaeve's like, I absolutely do not have time to teach anyone. Like, I have to do all of these things. I'm very busy, blah, blah, blah. I cannot she take on like, She says a silly thing about Elaine yes. playing politics, which right. is ridiculous. Yeah. But the thing is, she says that thing. That's actually, I think, maybe the only annoying, like really annoying thing that Nynaeve did mm-hmm. in this section to me because she actually plays them all quite well. Yes, yes. Right, which yes. is awesome. Mm-hmm. And it is seeing that piece of, you know, in we talked about it a little bit in the Discord, um, and there was mention of sort of like Robert Jordan keeps telling us Nynaeve is this mm-hmm. like really good thing, but she's really just kind of bullies her way through things. Mm-hmm. And there's a little bit of that here, yes. but also she's quite deft in how she makes yes. it happen. Yes. Um, it's used to good effect in this situation. Yes. So it was nice to see the thing that Elaine says she wants more of from Elaine or from, yes. from Nynaeve. Like mm-hmm. I love Elaine's like, you gave me advice. Like, what are you talking <laughs> you about? You know, I'm not playing around. Yeah. Yep. And then Nynaeve is like, well, obviously Van D needs to do it. Like yeah. she is the one who can best solve this problem. And Van Dien's like, so uh, funny. no. And I love how, yes, like Nynaeve pulls rank, like all of that garbage hierarchy, I said, I stuff that we're always complaining about. And Nynaeve's like, well, I guess I'll just use that to my advantage right now. <laughs> it's great. She totally does it's it. Legit, it's so good. Yes, it's good. It's yeah. so funny. Um, it and I did love Van Dien's response. She's like, I did teach novices for a time. The mistress of novices thought I was too hard on them. And everybody's like, uh. Yikes. But I love that Nynaeve is doing this. Like it's, it's, she's also clearly doing it out of care. Yes. Because she can see that Van Dien is like not sleeping well, not mm-hmm. eating. And so she mentions that too, right? Mm-hmm. Like this isn't just Nynaeve being shitty. No, no. It's her seeing an opportunity to help someone possibly feel better mm-hmm. and also like, use that yes. in the, the best way that the situation calls for right exactly yes. um because totally. there's this like heartbreaking line of van Dien where she's like i do eat but everything tastes like ashes and oh, you're no. like oh god oh, so rough heartbreaking totally. um and elaine keeps thinking because Nynaeve is like talking she's like oh she never does anything like she doesn't listen i'm just gonna slip something into her wine and elaine's like a wise ruler knows when to speak and when to not <laughs> Which is really funny. Yeah. And then Nynaeve's like, sorry, I would have come hung out, but I was too busy, like, boning my husband. (laughs) And it was good. (laughs) And Elaine's like, I don't believe it, but okay. 
<laughs> I could have done with less again I could do with less of this you know but whatever this didn't uh, because we got to just see her be so good I was like yeah. okay yeah I guess so I guess it's more Elaine like trying to decide if like Lan would be terrible in bed I'm like that I don't was need the, this that was kind of funny I thought I didn't need it. Where she's like that guy really <laughs> That part I liked, but then it kept going and she's like, maybe he would be good in bed. And I'm like, no, can yeah. we not? Well, but she didn't, she did that after he, she was like, oh wait, they're actually cute. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he, cause she's like, he can't, because he's so like cold mm-hmm. and da, da, da. I am waiting for the, the warder bond to get transferred. Like I'm waiting for that to happen. Yeah. Where is, what's her face anyway? Uh, she's with the queen, Myrell. She? She's, Myrell is actually with Egwene. Yeah, you're right. She's with Egwene. Right. All right. Anyway, um, so Nynaeve and Elaine go to find Rianne, who's the kinswoman yes. head person or one of the head persons. Um. Oh, wait, no. But also we should know that they'd sent a bunch of kinswomen out like Nynaeve sent a bunch of kinswomen out to find other kin. Right. 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 Which I thought was great, actually. It's super um, smart. She sent they sent them into Altera, Amadicia, and Terabon to it try to terrifying. Find, yeah, to try to find like undercover ops to try to find any kin um and bring them back to Camelin. And Elena's like, boy, it would have been nice if somebody told me about that. <laughs> um, but yeah, and my name's like, well, we also thought they were the most likely who were gonna run anyway. So we figured we might as well send them out. Yep. So yeah, uh, and they're and both then, wondering like, what the hell is Elaine yeah. or a queen gonna do with all of the kinswomen? Because, because they like, don't know. It can't. There's not a clear path for them. A lot of them. But I trust Egwene. Egwene oh, will she's figure gonna out figure it good. out. She's. I have got no it. doubt. She's tough, no Erin. She's gonna figure it out. <laughs> she's gonna make it happen. Um, so then they go see the kinswomen who are dealing with the uh, Sanchan, the yes. Seldom, and the. I mean, Domine, whatever. Yes, yes. Um, they're trying to get the Soldom to admit that they can channel, or that they have the like, uh, like they have the talent in some form. Because a lot mm-hmm. of them are not actually like, probably can't actually channel. They, but they, they have, have the potential, yes, or like, there's a like, spark of it. Yeah, and they can see weaves for sure. Yeah, but they are one hundred thousand percent in denial mm-hmm. about it. Which is wild because shouldn't it just be like the minute you put the the collar thing on them and it works? Well, again, like they've been inculcated with this very entrenched Fair. tradition and culture. Like, and this is, and this, like they have been taught to look down on the channelers yeah. and to see them a certain way and to like be told that you are that it's thing true. that you've been, I mean, that's, that is, that is going to fuck do, with your head. I do I don't love have sympathy Elaine. for it, no. but I'm just, I can, I can see the explanation. Yeah. I do love Elaine sort of as like, she was like, I knew what to do immediately. You mm-hmm. teach them to channel, show them their entire way of life as a lie mm-hmm. and send them back in yes. and let them break everything apart. That's right. I was like, yeah, I was like, yes, that's fucking awesome. <laughs> so awesome. Um, so they're really worried though about these three domine that they have mm-hmm. because they're not sure they want to be able to let them go, mm-hmm. but they're so they just they're so brainwashed. Yes, some of them are so brainwashed. So yeah. brainwashed. One of them is saying that she's not, mm-hmm. but they don't know because she still answers to like the name that her Seldom gave her. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. 
and they're getting the history like this one but they say like uh she was collared at 13 or 14 elaine and she's yes. not certain which and she's been dominating for 400 another years. another 400 year old channeler out here oh, like robert jordan you gotta <laughs> pick and choose everybody can't be special everybody is 400 years like old. what yep. apparently ridiculous. women who can channel are functionally immortal like this is Ugh. like i mean truly it feels it's that way so silly yeah it's so silly anyway um but so they're did... like yeah do we trust her and let her go or do we keep her collared and lan is like if you don't let her go you are as bad as the and i was like yeah Lan. yeah i love i really liked this sort of moment yes. of like because it doesn't feel it never felt like he was telling nynaeve what to do Mm-mm. but it felt like we came into possibly where they'd already had this conversation mm-hmm. you know what i mean like it uh... felt like like a little bit, not that she was like, what do I do? But like something right. that Nynaeve is thinking about and Lan is picking up on her thinking about it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like it yeah. never felt instructive. It felt like right. you're talking to somebody and they're helping you get right to where yeah. you want to go. I thought this was interesting too, that like it is Nynaeve's choice because again, as the strongest mm-hmm. I said I present. And like Although that's this... part of the problem too, right? Exactly. As this former Domine is like extreme, extremely like more powerful than Nynaeve, potentially. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um but yeah, so it's... she says, like, yes, we will let her go. Well, they'll never be let alone, but like they will not be collared anymore. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's so and she good. and Lan have a moment. It's cute. I do. I know we, I, it's hard because I do love them together, but Robert Jordan makes it hard to love mm-hmm. them together because he writes Nynaeve so weirdly, but I liked Nynaeve so much in this section that then I was like, oh, mm-hmm. cute. Yeah. It was very sweet. Yeah. And he says, yeah. Taisha Armanetherin, and she's like, oh, you're proud of me. <laughs> it's cute. It's cute. And then Elaine's like, what? What is happening? <laughs> um, and that's sort of how it ends. It's like, all right, well, we're we're gonna keep trying, but they they keep crying if they see the weaves. They say we're tricking them, but I'll I'll keep going. And I'm sorry, I haven't really given you very much good news. And that's where the line, the quote I took yeah. <laughs> from the beginning of this episode is too oh real. God, can we get some good news, please, for the love of God? Mm-hmm. I feel like that's Robert Jordan being like, I know, guys. I know. I know. <laughs> it's it's hard. I know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Cool. So, so yeah. that's that. That's that. I don't know. Some stuff <laughs> happened. It's fine. It's fine. I mean, it's bloaty. It's definitely bloaty. Oh, it is a thousand percent bloaty because we're getting pages and pages of things we don't need pages and pages for. Yeah. But... But things are moving. But things are moving. I do want to see Rand again soon. Rand uh, and yes. Min. Um, yeah, that's right. The last time we saw them, they were sneaking off. Mm-hmm. Going on a quest. Side so quest. I want to see what's happening there. I want to see Egwene again soon. Yes. Because I want to see what's going on with her. Now mm-hmm. that we had that sort of like revelation about Matt, I'm okay. Like, are you until... really? I am. I am. <laughs> I am. Because I want him to have something to do. Yeah. Yes. But if it doesn't make sense for his plot stuff to be happening mm-hmm. now, mm-hmm. then I don't want him to show up for no reason. Yeah. Um, that's fair. 
I need that, I'll like go to AO3, get some like slice, <laughs> slice of life back. There thick. you go. Now it's back up online. Thank you. I know. <laughs> oh, trust. I know. <laughs> um, all right. So, right. Forgot about this. Uh, Real quick book promo stuff. Spider-Man's Bad Connection comes out in September, on September 5th. And Mermaids Never Drown also comes out in September. It's an anthology of mermaid stories, all written by like BIPOC and marginalized people. And it's going to be really good. Uh, Both of those books are available for pre-order, as is... Fit for the Gods. It's Greek mythology retellings, if you like... Greek mythology you're gonna love this if you like retellings you're gonna love it um that is out August 1st first August oh my 1st. gosh yeah it's, it's wild soon soon so soon um you have just a little bit more you have two more days to pre-order for signed copies uh personalized and signed copies from Malapreps the link will be in the show notes um and we have a very cool surprise goodie it for is. people who order it from Malapreps so definitely there's pictures of it online now so I, can I was like it. you posted yeah, it I posted it I forgot <laughs> there's uh we, it had to be secret for so long because we were still finalizing it and I was like I can't talk about it until it's for sure but um our friend and excellent illustrator and designer alice tam who did the sticker for uh swordstone tables side note if you have one of those Mm -hmm. um did this awesome olympus or bust sticker because but something or bust is apparently my personal brand (laughs) but it's an olympus or bust sticker that has a pomegranate shaped death star it's so cool with like it's really good design styling on it it's amazing it's really really good it Um, is really fun I posted it on my Instagram so you can see it there. But yes, definitely go order from Malapreps. And then you can keep an eye out for episodes every other Wednesday. You can follow, well, sort of follow along at Tarvel and Arbuster. Um, Next episode, we are going to be discussing chapters 9 through 12 because that's a hundred pages ish <laughs> ish <laughs> uh giant thank you as always to brian dunn our fellow wheel of time fan and musician who created the amazing intro and outro tracks for this podcast you can find more of his work at BrianDunnMusic.net. that's brian with a y and done with two n's um, if you are enjoying the show, please leave a review and or rating on the podcast platform of your choice. We're pretty sure it helps other people find the show and we like reading them. And I was like, I forgot to look to see if there are more. There aren't. Give us some reviews. <laughs> They're fun and we like them. We do like um, them. And then in the meantime, you can find me on all social media as usual at Run with Skizzers, S-K-I-Z-Z-E-R-S. I will be announcing a pre-order something or the other for the Spider-Man book hopefully soon-ish, mm. um, which will either be on, well, will definitely be on like all of the places. So this is very disorganized. <laughs> You're doing a great job. I'm so tired. I've written like 15,000 <laughs> words in like four days. Yeah. <laughs> you go. Okay. Uh, I am on Instagram, as mentioned, uh, at I am Jen IRL, J-E-N-N-I-R-L, or on Tumblr as Jen IRL and also Blue Sky now as Jen IRL um, for when I remember to actually post. (laughs) Uh, And then you can also find me on Book Riot's SFF Yeah podcast, which is all things science fiction and fantasy. And then speaking of finding us, you can find us 
on Patreon, patreon.com slash Tarvalin or bust. If you want to get into the discord, it is $1 a month. Really, we're just trying to pay our hosting fees, which we have succeeded in doing. Thanks to everybody. Um, so yeah, biggest of thanks to all of our excellent patrons. Jennifer P., Anastasia L., Jessica D., Laura M., Brandon, Spencer, Jarvis, Jonathan, Bruce L., Benjamin A., The Bitter Fig, Nate M., Joanna S., James C., Druidus Cleodna, Ross J., Stevani, Joseph E., Johanna R., Christina M., Lizzie R., Kate G., Erica, Ariel, Holly B., Elizabeth M., Ryan M., Zach H., Eleanor, Justin H., Fred, Robin, Lisa D., Jordan Z., Greg G., Saga N., Josh S., Robert J., Ben P., G. Todd, P. Footy, Ross P., Tobin T., Megan, David N., Ariel B., Amy A., Michael, Linnea M., Lindsay W., Julie, Danielle G., Dan B., John A., Clara H., Carly, Brendan O., Mary, Akil A., Caroline P., Joe E., James K., Mathis, Joseph S., Ryan M., Sarah R., Helen D., Joshua M., Michael D., M. Lethem, Janae H., Jennifer P., Christina G., Chaitali S., Charlie E., Arcade, Stephen S., James, Ruth A., Jetlag Jessica, Mandarb the girl, not the horse, David U., Meridim, Mimi K., Amanda, Mark D., Heather J., Christina M., Malia H., Keith, Sirius G., Olivia K., Joshua S., Nicholas E., Michelle S., Michelle D., Destination Toast, MJ, Kat S., Jericho W., Thomas K., Elizabeth F., Emily, Evans K., Ola J., Yulia S., Brian D. This episode is not the ending. There are neither beginnings nor endings to the Wheel of Time, but it is an ending. Bye-bye.